Rav Judy here with Bavakama, Perak Aleph Mishnah Dalad, Power Pack Mishnah. Got a lot in this one. Mishnah starts off, Chamisha Tam and Chamisha Muadin. Five are considered to be Tam and five are considered to be Muad. Tam and Muad, two very important concepts. Tam, well, let's start with Muad. Muad means something that we can expect, we should assume will cause damage, and that has all kinds of implications, that you know that something is dangerous, you know that something is likely. Uh, think of like a, a pit bull, is known to be a dangerous kind of dog, as an example. Um, and then some things are Tam, some things are generally placid, they're generally not uh, not dangerous, um, but th- you know problems do happen. You could have a regular dog. You could have a golden retriever. Sometimes it bites, but usually it's not its normal way per se. So chamisha tam and chamisha muad. In five are tam and five are muad. So our general assumption is that a behema, a domesticated animal, is not considered muad, is not considered that it's an expected behavior, that it will ligach, that it will gore, it will attack with its horns, gof, that it will you know knock into things on purpose with its bo- knock into things with its body and cause damage. Loli shoch, that it, it's not assumed that a domesticated animal will bite. Uh boats, uh that it's not I assume that it will lie down on something and use its weight to, you know, it'll destroy it by lying down on it. It's not assumed that it will kick. These things all happen. There are the Ferdinands of the world, the gentle, placid bulls who sometimes sniff the wrong flower, get stung by a bee and kick if you're familiar with the, uh, and, and attack if you're familiar with the children's story. Um, these things happen, but they're not to be expected, and therefore we don't put as much responsibility on their owner to have expected this. However, some things, that, that's five things that are, not, that are considered to be time that you generally don't assume. Now comes five things that we assume to be muad, that we expect. Hashin mu'edet le'acholat ha'ra'u'ila. In regard to teeth, we assume that animals will eat things that are appropriate for the animal to eat. So if the animal eats grass, if the animal eats hay, and it's near grass or hay, we're going to assume that it's going to eat it, and therefore it's up to the owner to be extra careful because this animal is muad, this animal is expected to cause that damage. However, you wouldn't necessarily assume, let's say, a horse or a cow to be muad to eat metal or plastic. That's not normal for them to eat. Second, it's muad, see the first Mishnah, it's normally assumed that an animal will uh, will with its leg break things as it walks if things are in its way it will step on them and they will be broken Three, shor muad. Third is an ox that has become muad to do any of these other activities. The five things we mentioned before, goring or pushing or biting or lying down on or kicking. So usually we assume an animal is not muad for those things. But sometimes an animal can become muad. You have an ox that is a, a gorer. You have a donkey that is a kicker. And we all know that that donkey is a kicker. You have a dog that's a biter. So uh, at, at a certain point, we'll talk about this later in the Masechta, the animal can be established as a muad animal for that behavior. Fourth, we assume that an animal that has entered into the premises of the victim is muad. Whether it normally does this kind of damage or not is effectively irrelevant. Once it's in the property space, within the property line of the of the victim, the uh, the owner is is responsible to take really extra good care of it. Everything is really muad then. And number five, adam. We say adam muad the olam. A person is always muad. We are thinking creatures. We are we have the ability to think and make decisions. And if we do something, then we're assumed that we should have known. We should have known better. We can't say, oh, I didn't expect that would happen. Exactly. There are accidents in this world, but when damage is caused, is caused, man is considered a muad. That we uh, we we know better and we are responsible.
The Mishnah now moves on to a series of animals that are just generally considered muag. Until now, we were talking about domesticated animals. Hazev, a wolf. Ha'ari, a lion. Hadov, a bear. Namer v'habardalus. Different question what these are. Is this a... A, lep- a tiger and a hyena, a, a leopard and a panther, a panther and a leopard. These are wild animals. These are not behemoth, domesticated animals. These are wild animals. Hare elu mu'adin. These are mu'ad. They're just considered, they're assumed to be dangerous animals that cause damage, and uh, and the the owner has to take particularly good care uh, with them. Some of you may remember the uh, Siegfried and Roy, who were Las Vegas performers and had an animal show, and they had, I think, a tiger that they said they had it really well trained and it wouldn't attack and for many years it didn't and then unfortunately it bit one of them very badly um, because these are wild animals insists that if these animals have been domesticated, they're not muad anymore. So you could send Rebbe Lazar to talk with Siegfried and Roy and they can figure out. He holds that they can, in fact, be domesticated. They can be taught to be cultured. And Siegfried and Roy would say that their animals were very good for a lot of years. It just doesn't always work. Similarly, there are, there are people all the time who think that they've made friends with a bear. They're, they're naturalists. They've made friends with the bear. They're able to get close to it. Look, the bear is my friend. And then one day the bear lashes out. It's a bear. Uh, they're beautiful animals, but they are wild animals. Rebelezer claims that no, you actually can domesticate them. Um, so the, the Tanakama maintains these are just, these are wild. Uh, I, you can tell I'm a little bit with the Tanakama on this one. I love these animals, but okay. Rebelezer says no, they can be trained. However, he says, Vehanachash Muad Olam. He says, snakes? Snakes cannot be trained. Even if someone looks like a snake charmer, they've somehow trained a snake. Not true. Ma Bein Tam Muad. What's the difference, asked the Mishnah, between Tam and Muad, these two statuses that we mentioned? If an animal causes damage in a Tam way, meaning we didn't expect it to bite or lie down on stuff or kick, because it doesn't normally do that. It's Ferdinand's. It's a nice bull. Um, so then when it does do the damage, you only pay half nezek. Mishalim chatsi nezek migufo. You pay half nezek up to the value of the animal itself, meaning that the um, that we, it's it's sold, and if 50%, up to 50% of the value of the animal can pay the uh, half to, sorry, up to the sorry, up to the entire value of the animal can pay 50% of the damages, then great. But let's say the the animal damaged a priceless piece of art. It damaged the Mona Lisa. So here, the value of the animal is not going to be even close. So you just pay the value of the animal, uh, even if it doesn't reach half the damages done. So you pay the half the damages done, chatsi nezek, up to the value that the animal itself can provide from itself. The hamuad, if it was done on purpose, if, if you knew this was a danger, if you didn't take care, if it was one of those things that we said normally happens, that the animal will eat things, the animal will, you know, whatever is normal for an animal to do, hamuad, meshalim nezek shalim min ha'aliyah, a muad animal actually pays the full damages that were caused, and it pays them min ha'aliyah. It doesn't pay from the animal's own value, it pays them from the best land. So uh, if the animal did in a if let's say it was muad to damage art and it got near art, uh, then the uh, the owner will have to pay for that piece of art in its entirety out of his own pocket, uh, not limited to the value of the animal uh, for which it was paying. And uh, that's it for today.